Hey, yo, say hello to the fans. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel bang. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The gold, gold, set The world is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the SNS Radio Network is proud to bring to you the open book. Did you see that? Did you see that coming? Yes! 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 We're your source for all video game entertainment and wrestling news. I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, the voices of the voiceless, sensational sequel, Sean. Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. And the British one, Ashley. What's the matter, Danny? You've never taken a shortcut before. So sit down. What? Shut up. What? And listen, because story time is about to begin. Tell me he didn't just say that. machines I built to listen to the Beatles while he relaxes. Well, Steve, you steal all the credit for work that other people do. Did your fat beard Wozniak write these raps for you, too? Ooh, everybody knows Windows bit off Apple. I triple the profits on a PC. All the people with the power to create use an Apple. And people with jobs use PC. You know, I bet they made this beat on an Apple. Nope, Fruity Loops, PC. You will never, ever catch a virus on an Apple. Well, you can still afford a doctor if you bought a PC. Let's talk about doctors. I've seen a few because I got a PC. But it wasn't from you. I built a legacy. Son, you can never stop it. Now, excuse me, while I turn heaven a profit. Fine, you'll be like that? Die then! The whole world loves you, but you are my friend! I'm alone now with nothing but power of time! And no one on earth who can challenge my mind! I'm a boss! I own DOS! Your future is my design! I'm a god! Own Xbox! Now there's no one to stop me! The world is mine! I'm sorry, Bill. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Take a look at your history Everything you get leads up to me I got the power of a mind you could never be I'll beat your ass in chess and jeopardy I'm running C++ saying hello world I'll beat you to you singing about a daisy girl I'm coming out this socket Nothing you can do can stop it I'm in the lap and in your pocket How you gonna shoot me down when I got the rocket? Your cortex just doesn't impress me So go ahead, try to tell and test me I stomp on a Mac and a PC too I'm on Linux, bitch I thought you could knew My CPU's hot but my cold one's cold Beat you in 17 lines of code I think different from the engine of the days old I saw the vista Like the Terminator told ya What is up, boys and girls? This is, of course, Sensational Sequel, Sensational Spoiler, Sensational Sean, right here with you for another episode of The Open Book. And I think it's kind of bad. I was actually dancing to that the entire time. The whole uh, Night of the Roxbury neck thing, yeah. Neck that hurts a little bit now from that. Um, this is, of course, The Open Book. This is a special episode of The Open Book. We'll get to that in a second. I do have a few things I want to do first. I want to go ahead and bring on my co-host. Uh, he is... The British one, the host of TWIS, the whole indie show. He is, of course, Ashley. Uh, what's up tonight, man? Oh, it's been an interesting week. Yes, it has. It has been a very interesting week. Um, before we jump into everything that we would normally do for this special episode, we do want to stop and take a moment to give a moment of silence, give a few things um thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that was involved that has lost everything that has lost family friends property whatever in tornadoes that have struck many states um texas oklahoma and all of that i know there's a lot that's going down over there um you guys no matter what are in my thoughts and prayers and i'm glad that's trey is okay. Uh, I really do. Um, he probably most likely he was sitting back drinking a beer, thinking about old times, but that would be Trey Forrest. And I also want to do a quick moment of silence for a British legend. Um, actually, of course, I think said he had a uh, seven-minute segment on this person, uh, Mick McManus, um, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 93. He was known as the man you love to hate and held a number of titles throughout Britain. So I also want to give him a uh, moment of silence. And actually, I believe you said there was someone you wanted to give one to. Yeah, um, drummer Lee Rigby, who was murdered by two disillusioned individuals. Yes. Uh, was just going out minding his own business, was attacked. And then, I don't know the ind- what the individuals were thinking, but I hope whatever they deserve comes to them for their actions. All I will say, though, is the Help for Heroes t-shirt that he did have on is having some sort of effect as over the past 48 hours, nearly £600,000 has been uh, donated 
to the charity. I do want to say something on that. Me and a few coworkers were talking about this the other day, or at the day after it happened, and the only thing that could come to mind was, let's go back to the old days. Let's bring out the, let's bring out that guillotine. Let's bring out that the noose, and one gets one, the other gets the other, and they watch each other die. But that's pretty bad from coming from me, as I'm not normally like that. So. Uh, yeah, but then you get into controversial news that's apparently turned up where apparently MI5 asked one of the suspects if he wanted to work for them six months ago. Uh, oh, well. Um, let's yeah. go ahead and turn this to a moment of silence, so bear with us for one second. And we are back. Um we we I know it seems like we do this a lot, uh, but normally there's a major reason on why we do them. So I do apologize to those who don't like us doing it, but then also I say at the same time, this is my show. I mean, I know that sounds bad, but it's my show. I want to give these people their due, their moment. Um, everything that's happened in the U.S. past couple of days, the entire tornado thing going on, and then course the murder that happens in England I mean we've had a lot going down and people deserve their due uh, so just bear with us whenever we do it I apologize for doing it but then also at the same time I don't apologize so oh well um, this is the open book normally segment one would be wrestling however this week is special this week is different this week, segment one is Xbox One. Wow. It's Xbox One. I would have had that great, too. Um, segment one is going to be dedicated straight to the Xbox One reveal. Um, Ashley has a lot of stories. I'm going to go ahead and just say this. Ashley did amazing job. He got all the stories that he needs to have. Um, I've had some problems this week. I've been working a lot. So I've got a few stories. I do have something really cool, a comparison chart of all the three systems, the PS4, the Xbox One, and the Wii U. We will be going over that. We'll also be going over rumors. We'll be going over all the news at the conference itself. We'll be going over a lot of stuff. Um, but before I throw it over to Ashley, <laughs> I do want to make one thing wrestling-related. I have been watching a lot of wrestling, old-school wrestling, and I was talking to Brassley about it. Um, before we came on the air, I was actually watching the Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl um, from, I believe it was Memphis or um, Mid-South or one of those areas. Me and Bryce and I were talking about it a little bit about it. He was He was really, he liked that era. Right? He liked that group. So we were talking about that for a second. But it was pretty cool because um, I've really, I was really caught off guard by how much they actually did in these brawls. I was caught off guard. I thought it was real at one point because of the shots they were taking at each other. And then I was like, okay, this, this is a little fake here. But I wasn't sure because I missed those fans. The fans that they had were so rabid, so into it, that they really loved it. And I missed those fans. So I hope we get those fans back at some point in the near future. Um... So let's get down to business. I do have the text. I do have the 
the tweet that just came in. Cash the open book with Sensation Sean. And Ash is my name, UK, on the SNS Radio Network and 3 to Xbox One. So, nice little tweet from L-Train, as always. Um, so that let's was go right, ahead. go home. Really? I'm going to smack you in a little while. Um, so, let's jump into it. Before we get into anything, Ashley, you watched it. What did you think? Mixed bag. <laughs> Overall mixed bag. It's kind of ironic, and I think you put the... Well, lots of memes turned up about it. About how with Sony's PS4 it was, okay, there's the games, where's the console? So. And with Xbox, it's, we got the console, where's the games? Yeah, that was actually one of the pictures I posted. And apparently Mac just put in a tweet also, listening to the open book with Sensation John and Ash, my name, discussing the hashtag Xbox One. So, lots of tweets for us today. Does um, that mean um, the next console is going to be the Xbox 359? Really? Yeah, no, I actually stuff. think that the next one, if they do another console, will probably be the Xbox 2. Um, and I'm really surprised. It would have been really cool. And somebody else actually took my idea. They're calling it, somebody called it the X1 today. I call it the X-Bow. The what? The X-Bow. X-Bow? X-B-O-N-E. X-Bone. X-Bone, yeah. Okay, that's a little weird. Okay. You take Xbox and you put take one and you put them together where they fit. You're just weird, dude. Really weird. Um, what do you my, expect? It's my birthday, I'm going hyper. Yeah, I know. Happy birthday. Well, not yet. But. <laughs> well, either way, it'll be your birthday here soon. So I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna speak to you in that point. So happy birthday to you. I hope you enjoy your birthday. Now back to the show. Um, I uh, my thoughts on it were actually with the with the po- the picture I posted. I did like Microsoft's a little bit more because I am a little biased, but I did feel that they should have shown at least one or two more games. Something different. Something not expected. And they gave us a few things, but they didn't give us really anything. Um, They showed us the console. Great. Showed us some of the apps. Cool. Call of Duty, new engine. We have one game. Yeah. And I'm just... And I, I was like, eh... Okay, and the whole behind-the-scenes developer diary, that was awesome. I loved it. It showed the new engine. It showed everything. Awesome. It showed dogs. Well, okay, <laughs> Let, let's talk about this for a second. Let us talk about this for a second. I like the fact that Call of Duty Ghost is putting dogs in because a lot of the special forces uses dogs. Um not only do we have dogs that are bomb-sniffing dogs, uh, ordnance bomb dogs, uh, ammunition dogs, drug dogs, they're used. This is the first time they're actually going to be used in a video game like it's going to be used. And I like that. I think that's really cool. All this hate against it is stupid. 
you're getting to use something that's actually used in real life, in real life military operations. Final that's, mission of the game, he plays a dog. I got no problem with that. Let me go bite some necks. I'm happy with that. I am looking forward to what the storyline for Ghost is going to be because this is not a modern warfare storyline. This is a the America is pretty much destroyed. All of the special all the leftover special forces are teaming up. And Dare I say this is Spec Ops the Lion? No, because that's not Spec Ops the Line um, was a rescue mission it was a rescue mission that turned into something something that does happen I will say that um, and I, 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 it sucks to say that but it does happen um, so it's not spec ops the line um, ghost looks interesting to me because of the story the engine looks amazing but the story to me is something that I like and to Mac and Chat, yes, they did have dogs as a perk, but you didn't have the dog as a companion, as a constant companion in the game. It wasn't a squad member. Right. They, there's the word I was looking for, a squad member. You couldn't say, you know, hey... In the original games, you could just strap bombs to them and not really care because they just respawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I don't like the fact that Microsoft didn't show all of all any a lot of games, but they only had one hour. Sony had two, so they had. Well done, Spike. I don't think it was more so. I mean, what was shown after? I mean, I really didn't get to see a lot because as soon as Spike's post show. What was that? They had an hour pre-show where it was just game trailer stuff. They had the hour show, and then they had an hour post-show, which was summing up the hour. Because <laughs> I know IGN had something. That would be the perfect place for a second screen experience. You know, if you want to see the post-show, go to our website. Look at it on your tablet, because tablets can do that. You know, they can go on the internet. It doesn't have to be on a television. Oh, wait, you're going to have to have a television for Xbox One. you got to have one for the PS4, too. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have a TV for either way. Um, I, I, th I think if Sony had done the one hour, they would have done about the same that they did. Um. I think we would have saw we would probably saw a lot of games, but I think we would have saw more tech stuff from them, like Microsoft did. We saw a lot of tech stuff, and that was cool. I like that. I want to know about the console that I'm going to probably end up buying. Um, but then I do kind of wish they would have shown off a little bit more. So that's just me. Um, E3 right around the corner. I will look forward to E3. Because I know we'll see a lot from both companies. We'll see a lot from Microsoft showing off a lot of games. We'll see more from Sony hopefully showing the console. I want to see the console. Well, they've already teased it in that 40-second video that they interestingly put up the day before the Xbox reveal. 
well, let's not even talk about that. Um, if you're a fan, no, of- let's because the irony is when it started up, when you first saw like the glimpses of what the Xbox One was going to be, it looked like it was doing an exact carbon copy of what the PS4 teaser did. It just showed you the vents and like the controller and various other stuff. So people were like freeze framing every frame just to see if they could. Some person managed to take the the tiny bits of the PS4 one and managed to put it together to possibly create a console. They've got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> of course they do. I do want to say, um, if you're a fan of Control Delete, take a look at their com at, at the comic from um, what's the date? Uh, five twenty two twenty thirteen. It's actually called the reveal, and it actually has um the PS4 guys talking about it. They, they put up a bunch of uh, blurry teaser close-up showing parts of the PS4. The last frame is a bunch of broken parts laying on a table. So I actually thought that was pretty funny. They did a pretty good job with that. I'm actually going to post that in our Facebook group. Hopefully. Well, maybe not. But I am looking forward to seeing what does come up the Sony console, what it looks like. I'll be a little interested if it's big, like um, like like the Xbox One, because if it is, then I know I then realize that we have not gotten away from the heat, that the heat is massively messed up. So, I uh, <laughs> brass. I talking about buying the Jaguar in chat. Um, so I, I do think that's one of the things about the Xbox one is the fact that we have, uh, we have the heat problem still. So I'm a, and you know what? People are trashing the way it looks. I have, I have no problem with the way it looks. I really I don't. Do. <laughs> Why? Apparently the whole fashionable thing of things, you know, being aesthetically pleasing has gone out the window and we're going back to 1974. Why does that matter? If I'm going to get something that I'm going to spend God knows how much on... Why does the way that it looks the way it does matter? I want it to be attractively pleasing, personally to me. I I understand the black colour well, black slash grey or whatever it is, but it's just the fact that it does look as Sean's, Sean's dropped. He's that pissed or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sean mysteriously dropped. Um, now, what it is for me is it just it just looks like a VCR. That's my problem. I mean, there was another comic that I saw, the Brentlefloss one, where ba- basically, oh, Sean drops off again. I don't know. I don't know if this is technical problems or me. I don't know. But uh, hopefully Sean is fixed now. Okay. That was weird. Yeah. I just don't want my... I, just the, the design of it just makes it feel like a step back in appearance. Okay. So let me ask you this. I like I said, I have no problem with the way it looks. It reminds me of a small desktop computer. And I think that's pretty cool. But let's put it to this: the original 360 design. Uh-huh. Would you 
would you want that? Would you want the design to be concave where it actually failed because the heat is building up inside so much that your fans can't get it out in time? Or would you have rather have a box design and have fans in the back and on the sides kind of like the one does now? I mean, in all honesty, it looks like the 360 now, but in a more box shape. That's considering like how often my DVD recorder goes faulty because of its design exactly like how the Xbox One looks, yes. Then how would you have designed it? I mean, let's go with the way it looks. Well, couldn't you do something like the PS2? Okay, the PS2 looks like a great big monolith, but couldn't you just have done it like that? But then you're copying off what Sony looks like. No, but you could just have like a, a, a fan on the back, or even two fans. Have a long fan. Shifty has a point in chat, right quick. I want to bring this up. <laughs> People weren't too thrilled with the purple launch boxes in the Nintendo release back in 2000. People hated the way the GameCube looked, and my iPod just went off. So. Well, if people hated the way that looked but then still bought it, doesn't that prove the whole thing moot? Because people still spent the money. Even though they said, I will never buy something like that ever again. Huh. Oh, well. Um, I think... We're going back to the way the original Xbox did look. The, the original Xbox. Um, with the whole uh, hard drive pre-installed. You have a 500 gig hard drive that's going to be spinning constantly. And Brassite brings it up in chat. You've got this hard drive that everything's going to be installed in. You're going to be you're going to be having a you got to have a fan that's going to be have to be fast. I mean, let's take a look I know you guys can't see my, my computer. I'm going to take a look at my computer right here. I have a 50-millimeter fan on the left side of it. I have two 30-millimeter fans in the front, and I have another 50 on top, another 50-millimeter. The 50 on top blows in. The 50 on the side blows out. The two 30s on the front blow in. I am on my computer for maybe seven hours a day and it's constantly on uh, if I'm not on it, it's off my computer draws a lot of heat my computer will probably not run as much heat as this <laughs> of course, brass eyes computers look cooled by plutonium so I mean, that's completely fine um, but the heat that's going to be in this Xbox One is going to be massive. So they want something, they want a box design that's going to be doing something well. I mean, I know that I'm repeating myself. My issue is, though, if the PS4 can do the same thing, but at least from what I can tell, it doesn't look like a box. It looks like it's actually got curves on it somewhere. From what you can see from blurry pictures... We don't know what the design of the Xbox looks like. And that's the problem. Um, I'm looking at this comparison list that we talked about before. I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm seeing a lot of TBAs, 
on the PS4, um, not only from um, the design, but I'm also seeing TBAs on external storage, storage itself. Uh, let's, let's go back to the let's go back to something else. Mandatory game installs uh-huh. was something Sony started, and Microsoft picked up on it. So the whole whole bigger hard drive, the 500 gig hard drive. Somebody made a comment about is 50 gigs um, too much for a game? Uh, I did see that. 50 gigs a game. Still think it's a good idea. Who says the games are going to be 50 gigs? I can tell you, it is 50 gigs. What? The uh, dashboard. It's Windows 8. Okay, let's not even go there. Yeah, let's not even talk about that. Well, we already know about we already know about the issues of the RAM. <clears throat> you know what? Okay, before Here we, go. we before the list. We jump, hold on, yeah, before we jump into too much, let's go ahead and start covering what they did announce. And I'm going to throw it over to you, Ashley, because I need to go get my iPod apparently. So I'm going to throw it over okay. to you. I'm going to let you talk about it. So go ahead. So they kind of started talking about the whole cloud thing and how that was going to be part of the what was coming next. Then they also mentioned that we aren't ditching 360 yet as we're going to have news at E3, which uh, in, further, in, in further investigation over the past few days since the announcement, something huge is going to be announced for 360. You're obviously not saying what, but we'll have to see what happens in about two weeks' time. But then they say about how they want it to be an all-in-one system. They want it to have your music on there, your TV, your games, probably your porn. I don't know. But the whole, the whole idea as well is that it has to be instant. So then they unveil the Xbox One, which uh, the they show the Connect with it, which, again, the, the Connect had curves and everything. The design of the current one looks stupid, but I admit the features in this Connect are whole, 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 wholly much better. I said whole a lot, but you know, that's what I'm trying to. The, if I think the camera in it is a 1080p. Um, it's got a much better microphone, and also you don't have to use it in a space the size of China, the country that is, not the person. Oh, um, really? <laughs> I have to do that every time because you never know. They are pretty much saying so. By the look, by the looks of it, what it will basically be is a voice prompter thing. So if you want to go through your menus or certain things in game where you're using your controller, you'll be able to do it that way. Which I do want to say something. I do like the whole voice, the voice thing. I know a lot of people are trashing it, including you. You were trashing it too. Um, not as much, but you have been trashing it, and a lot of people in chat have been trashing it, and Facebook has been tra- trashing it. The voice is actually really good. If you have somebody who, a family, they've sat down to movie nights, they sat down to a movie, they don't want to get up. They say Xbox, Netflix, Xbox, comedy, or whatever, and they start going through. I mean, these are people who are just sitting back, relaxing, or if you have somebody who's a paraplegic who uh-huh. can't do the controllers or anything, but they have the voice. They can do the voice to watch TV. They can do the voice 
to do Netflix. They can do the voice to do all this stuff. Instead of having to pick up the controller, do the controller stuff, they can do it all through voice. And I think Microsoft is doing good on that. Because... (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brass Eye... 100% 100% gets a great chat. Unfortunately, he spelled your name wrong. Um, Ashley doesn't like it because it won't understand his accent and instead redirect him to Geico.com. Oh. No, it's just everything you've got to say. My problem is, remember when they first showed Connect with its voice control? It was supposed to be instantaneous. Supposed My to be. issue is it's probably going to... My issue is I don't want it to go like the original Connect and have a delay on it. I hope the the voice recognition software in it now is a lot, lot better. Obviously, you're not going to see that firsthand until you actually see the games. Right, in- and you also got to remember, I'm sorry to cut you off, you also got to remember that it's an electron- electronic device, electronic device. Even the Move, which is a Sony PlayStation uh, peripheral, there's delay. There's always some kind of delay. So, no matter what... Don't tell that to people that watch that press conference, because everything was instantaneous on that. (laughs) Well, and it might have been. I mean, that might have been... Oh. Apparently, uh, I know we're talking this, but apparently Tim Curry had a stroke. That sucks. Oh, damn. Glad he's doing Breaking fine. I'm glad he's doing fine. Um, but no matter what, everything is going to be everything is possibly going to be a delay. I mean, yeah, they had instantaneous, and it may be instantaneous. We don't know because we're not holding it in our hands, messing with it, stuff like that. So we'll have to see. September. <laughs> I. Yeah. But go ahead. Um, and then the next thing they showcased the, what the home screen, because obviously the Connect, um, as it was eventually revealed, has to be plugged in all the time in order for it to work. It doesn't necessarily have to be pointed at you, but it has to be plugged in in order for the console to somehow be operational. So, which I do think is a little weird. Um, but they've, they the whole thing's connect usable. So that's probably yeah. why they're doing it. So then we see the home screen, which kind of doesn't look too, it's kind of seemingly emerging of the current Xbox 360 dashboard and windows eight of sorts, <laughs> which didn't actually look too bad. I was worried that it was just going to look like a windows phone. But it seems to be parted, you know, into the right subject areas and whatever that you can scroll through. Obviously, stuff appeared on the screens like Skype and Forza Motorsport. <clears throat> and apparently, Crackdown 3. to what Sean may have seen, Crackdown 3. <laughs> um, before you continue on, um, to Matt Gaines. Because I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I actually have a picture. I do have a picture. I found the picture. Um, to Mac Daddy in chat, uh, we will not be taking phone calls uh, in this segment. We'll probably we'll take them in the next segment. I do apologize. Um, hopefully, we're only having two segments. We're, we are only having two segments, so hopefully you will be awake to 
call in. Um, if not, do send us an email. Uh, we will we will be reading emails no matter what. Uh, go ahead, Ashley. So I have that, and then they talk about this trending tab thing, which I really don't get because if you want if you want to see what's trending on Xbox Live, it should be on its own separate section rather than like kind of saying, "Oh, everybody's downloading Lady." If you absolutely hate Lady Gaga. And the number one thing trending on Xbox in your friends is the new Lady Gaga video. You're not going to be interested in it. That's, I will say, I will say, it does remind me a little bit of the uh, trending now that pops up on the bottom of WWE 13 that THQ did. It basically says what's trending in the uh, um, what's trending in the creative character and all that stuff, which was very funny to me. Well, that's what it reminded me of. No trending, Kurt Axel. Um, Actually, it is. <laughs> then the whole idea is that you can instantly switch to live TV and switch between channels. Uh, apparently, everybody's going crazy for the prices, right, or something, because that got shown God knows how much. So uh, I guess Microsoft gave some uh, royalties to Drew Carey there. Then... Uh, they had the whole thing where you can basically stretch your... Kind of like how you do with your fingers to zoom in or zoom out on something on an iPad or an iPhone. You pull your arms away from each other to put something on the main screen. If you want to go to the menu, you you shrink it down. Like, like drawing curtains or something. Except at a diagonal angle. I don't know about that. That just looked a bit weird. And then if you have got a Windows phone, it will be apparently a remote for your console. So those four of you that have got a Nokia Windows phone, you're in luck. If you, but then again, they did say it was going to be able to do it with an iPad. Or not an iPad, well, an Apple device, didn't they? I believe so, which I do have an iPod. Well, it's was that smart in my hand. glass? Was that smart glass? I don't know. Uh, smart glass, yes, I know on that one. Then they have Skype for about four seconds. <laughs> so kind of like how Skype normally runs, normally with this show, anyway. Okay, hold on. You have to give props to the person who made that joke. Brassai gets props, yes. Brassai gets props on that joke. I'm not letting you steal that joke from him. I couldn't remember who did it for a minute. <laughs> I made that joke yesterday during our pre our pre show yeah, conference, and it was absolutely hilarious because it was true. What I no, aside from that though, what I did love is the fact that they just had it there for ten seconds. Whereas arguably, this is going to be what Xbox Live Chat is going to be now. Xbox Live parties are going to be Skype calls, which I think by that time the servers will be better. Well, if you've got 300,000 servers, but we'll get to that. So, but there is going to be the possibility of doing group video calls, which apparently will be exclusive to Xbox One. I'm guessing you can't do group video calls then on uh, Skype. Or something. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I probably don't use it enough. Okay. I had no um, 
But then the, apparently as well, if you're watching sports, it's going to incorporate like fantasy stuff and menus in. I do like that. I do like the, the fantasy stuff. If your person, if one of your members of your team actually scores a touchdown or a basket, it will pop up and actually give you the points uh, live and let you call somebody and say, hey, my guy just scored a point. Uh, you suck. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty cool. Just being able to do the whole um, fantasy stuff on the side. And I may actually start doing the fantasy stuff because it's now available to me like that. I don't do the fantasy stuff because I don't really pay attention to the sports. But then if I have that on the side of the screen, I'll be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can try this out, maybe test it out, play with it. So that's pretty cool to me. And they uh, have the Xbox guide, which basically turns your Xbox One into um, a DVR of sorts. TV guide. TV guide on it and everything. And then we come to specs. Yes. First thing they mention is... Sorry, this has got a cough week because I nearly choked to death during the intro That's with a... About to say. I nearly choked to death on breadcrumbs. That's not good. God damn it, breaded chicken. Um, and no, I'm not going to Tiger Woods joke like I did the whole indie show. Please. So it's connected. Yeah. It's going to be connected and ready. Which kind of they never said always online. As it turned out, it isn't always online, but it is. Technically, not really. I mean, let's get let's get behind the brass tacks of this one. Mm-hmm. You connect once, pretty much. Yeah, once every twenty four hours is the the minimum. Which is fine. I mean, unless you have really crappy internet. Or an internet outage over a long period. Which, I mean, in all honesty, if you have an internet outage over a long period of time, then there's something wrong. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. So, I mean, you've got to basically, if there's, I mean, you either have just gone through a very bad, uh, natural disaster, terrorist assault, something, I don't know. But if you've just lost power for our uh, internet for a long period of time, something's wrong. So, 24-hour period is feasible. Uh-huh. So then you come to some of the features. Obviously, it's wirelessly connected to the internet. It's going to be. It's going to have USB 3.0 uh, slots, like the PS4 is. It's going to have a 500 gigabyte hard drive, which uh, I'm trying to incorporate some of the stuff that we knew afterwards as well. It will not be removable from the console, like how you can uh, switch up a PS3's hard drive. You can adjust it on the fly. You can put external hard drives in, though, and use that for data if you want. Then, of course, it depends how uh, memory-intensive the uh, games are going to be. Because we still don't really know that. If it's anything like the PS3 is, I mean, a 500 gig for 20 gigs per game, it's going to be a while. Before you fill that thing up, so it's going to be a Blu-ray drive, 
as was before. And then here's the thing. Apparently, they kept going on about it's got 5 billion transistors. So basically, it's a T1000 or something. But uh, then they talk about 8 gigabytes of RAM. Now, this is, I don't know whether you want to do, I want to do the comparison on this because this is, it sounds impressive, 8 gigabytes of RAM, as it's exactly the same as in, in numerical value anyway of PS4s. What it is, however, if you look into the internals, which they didn't reveal on purpose, is Xbox's GDDR3. PS4 is GDDR5. So it means that the amount of stuff engine-wise that you can do com- from a GDDR, GD, a G it's Dance Dance no. Revolution, a G no, Dance just, Dance Revolution. It's just DDR. There's no okay. G. Uh, just dance, don't worry dance, about the revolu- so the things you can do between a Dance Dance Revolution 3 and a Dance Dance Revolution 5 is vast. The, 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 there's a lot more depth to what you can do with the PS4's DDR than with 360's. And then we get the fact that apparently the whole user interface of PS4 will take up one gigabyte of the 8 Xbox 360s is going to take up three gigabytes. So you've nearly lost half your stuff, which probably hints towards it the Xbox One really being an operating system. Because they did, they did mention about multiple operation systems, but again, nothing was really explained about it. But that also shows that the Xbox One is running faster. The whole dashboard type thing is running faster than the PS4 one is because it is running yeah, on. It's so busy. Yes, I mean that. I mean yes, that's that's the one thing. So because uh, it's got to be a TV and a music and a game, and because that, that's the thing as well. You 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 can pause the game by switching straight to TV. Mm-hmm. Apparently. And then you can immediately switch back on the fly. So, yeah, this is going to be memory intensive. And again, that's just for the user interface. So the other five is just going to be for switching between TV and whatever, I guess. They also then talked about the Kinect sensor that's going to be bundled with the console. It's going to have more accurate mapping. Allegedly can read your heartbeat. Apparently, somehow, it can measure your blood flow through the bits of your skin. Don't ask me how. So it can give an... It's not... It can give a rough estimate as to your heart rate. It's not exact. But the amount of detail that there is on the thing is uh, a lot greater. I don't know whether it uh, can detect, you know, finger digits kind of thing. But... certainly the mapping of it it's a lot more accurate than the Kinect 1 the Kinect 1 on the Xbox 360 and now we've got the Kinect whatever we call it on the Xbox we call it the Kinect 1 I don't know they did trademark it apparently yesterday so I I guess we'll take it Uh, but yeah then they talked about the controller and this is a this is interesting because it's going to have a new, it's got a new D-pad 
it's a lot better. You could, it's, it feels like the kind of resistive kind of things that you'd get with a arcade stick. Cause you can actually feel like the clicks of you actually going on the D pad, which is a nice move. Uh, they've also modeled it. It is slightly flatter. You start and select buttons and now buttons for, I guess, user interface. There's going to be some weird, there's a weird Xbox button at the top. It looks, it looks like the Xbox button on the front of the console, which you just push in. It'll probably take you to the menu or whatever. You know, bring up your, what is it? The, you know, the bar come, when the bar comes up and you can look at your achievements and whatever. I don't know what they call that. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> there's, a, the X, there's an Xbox logo at the top of the controller. Yes, the Xbox That's the button. Xbox button. Yes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is when you press that, it will bring up the you know, the thing where it says, turn, you know, achievements and party and whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. The sub-menu. The yeah. sub-menu for the console, let's say. I don't know. But the, then you've got the the bumpers are going to be longer, which do look a little weird. It obviously depends how it fits. The triggers are slightly different, and also there's they called it programmable feedback, but basically what it is is there's going to be separate motors inside the triggers itself. So let's say if you're in a driving game or something, or somebody's going past you, the the vibration will go from the the bottom of the controller all the way up to um, inside the triggers as something goes past. Let's say, but you just know the pro Call of Duty players will just turn it off because I don't think they'll you know just as they're about to make a crucial sniper shot, they don't want the blooming. Um, trigger to violently vibrate as they get shot. So I don't know. It could be something that some of them do use to say, like, a grenade goes past their head. Hey, oh, crap. The trigger just went off. Grenade just went past my head. So, I mean, it could be one of those things. Outlast for about five seconds, and then we just ignore it. Because eh. it's not too bad, the smart glass thing, but I haven't seen enough of it to really get an idea. They haven't really pushed it anywhere that I've noticed anyway. Then they talk about the new Xbox Live. Apparently there's going to be 300,000 servers for it, which is basically going to act as a cloud. So you're going to be able to access everything everywhere apart from games from your 360 collection, at least on day one. Because, yeah, the backwards compatibility issue um, was expected. Well, because considering you're changing from a DVD to a Blu-ray drive, yeah, it's probably expected. Not only that, uh, I had a long conversation with a good friend of mine who is a designer. Um, He's a programmer. He does all this stuff. The architecture you're going from, you're going from an 86 by times 86 architecture, which is what the Xbox One will be. Or I don't even know. I don't remember. But the architecture change that they're actually going from into is completely and absolutely different. So you're going to have to change a lot of stuff in the game that you want to play just to be able to play it on the 360. So instead of going through and changing all that stuff, they're just going to say, you know what, it co- it's too much money to go out and do this. 
So we're just going not gonna, not gonna allow it, which is completely fine in my opinion, because mm. the architecture is a massive change. Same thing for Sony. Same thing for the uh, PS4. The architecture is such a big change; they're not going to be able to do it. But they're going to do Gaikai apparently, which is going to be. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, in all honesty, so we'll have to see how the Gaikai changes things up. But it won't be. I know that it won't be um, backwards compatible with retail or digital games. So I don't know. So even Minecraft for the 360 won't be compatible, despite the fact it's downloadable. It seems a bit odd. Well, I mean, Joe Danger for the PS3 won't be able to be played on the PS4. So, I mean, there's several it things. It in some shape or form, won't it? Eventually, I don't know. They're, they're adding support for it. I know that. They, they can add support for everything every day. Um, until the stuff comes out, until it's tested, it could be absolutely crap. So, I mean, we don't know anything until they do it. That's, that's why I secretly can't wait for the PS4, because I've got a shitload of PS1 and PS2 games in which, if I, if I manage to actually use them in order to actually play the thing and not have to pay full price for it, but play like a reduced price, I'd be willing to do that. Then they also meant this. They also mentioned the DVR thing, which have also got quickly mentioned and kind of forgotten about. I've got a feeling it's only going to be like a frap style thing. It's not going to be like, like what PS4 seems to be doing, in which you'll be actually able to. Because the way they were describing it was if it, you could actually like live stream it or something. But then again, we haven't seen the full details from them, so. We'll find out, I guess. I'm I'm not even sure. Uh, the Fraps thing I like because it is small bits and pieces. The whole recording your gameplay footage, that's a lot of data. That's a lot of uh, hard drive space that'll be taken up. Um, if Sony is going for that whole thing, I don't agree with that. I do think that they should do the Fraps style, let, them get, let people get small bits and pieces let them show off what they've done. Um, but I don't know. We don't know the size of the hard drives either. They could they could have terabyte hard drives for all we know. If they do, that's going to be pretty crazy. But um, They also talk know. about um, kind of interactive achievements. Or, well, not interactive, but adjustable. They could, they could adjust to reflect things like if... An achievement is too hard to get to. They might slightly make it easier or something. Or if too many people get the achievement, they might up the difficulty if uh, the developers want it that way. Perhaps. I'm not, again, that wasn't really make, made sure. They also then talked about instant matchmaking, which, let's say you're in a, ma a match of COD. Rather than staying in that same group... What it will try and do and is try and tailor yourself. So if it knows you're a rubbish player, let's say, it will try and find a match. It will try and take everybody that aren't great players and put them together in a match. So at least 
they've they've got a chance of doing better rather than going up against the seasoned veterans that have like got KD ratios of twenty five and four, let's say. But it's fun to hear them when you actually destroy them. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like that. I have a horrible kill, kill death, but when I go in and destroy some people who are in, in MLG who are in the leagues, and you completely destroy them, you'll hear them get on and it's like you're hacking, you're doing you're doing all this trash. And that's when you know you've done a great job in the game. But And now we are over halfway through the presentation and we still haven't talked about games. Okay. Which did obviously piss quite a lot of the people off, but then again, they said from the very start, there isn't going to be a whole lot of gaming stuff in there. What I was expecting was more than a little bit, but I wasn't expecting everything, because I knew that would be safe for E3, but... Yeah, so then when we come to this partnership with EA, which doesn't seem to be that real clear as to what the partnership is, basically what it looks like is it looks like the same deal Call of Duty has with 360. You're not going to have games exclusively on the console, but you'll have features which are exclusively available only for Xbox One people. Which, if they did games exclusive, that would have been pretty stupid. Yeah. For EA. So they talk about the four games, which they're definitely working with on uh, sports-wise anyway, on EA Sports. So that's FIFA, Madden, NBA Live, Back from the Dead, and the UFC game. And then they talk about the new EA Sports in Nike engine, and then they get some famous people like John Bones Jones, Robert Griffin III, you know, Lionel Messi, uh, Kyrie uh, Irving, various people from each of the four sports talking about it. Basically focusing on how the AI is going to be better. You're going to have better intelligence from your teammate and your opposition kind of thing. Better worlds, more realistic stuff. So... I don't know why they. I don't know why they use the phrase "worlds," considering it's a stadium. Basically, the stadiums are going to be better. You're going to have 3D crowd throughout it. There's going to be like right at the back where the cheap seats are. They aren't going to be 2D images because you can't see that far. They'll actually be 3D in the con- console, I believe, and greater detail animation and stuff. They also talk about uh, there's going to be daily stream of new content, apparently exclusive. And then they mention that exclusive features will feature in the Xbox One version of FIFA 14 Ultimate Team. Mm. Which, in essence, is trading cards. (laughs) Mm. Of sorts. Uh, Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Then they have a trailer showing all these games with, like, wire sticks and whatever at the start of the first. It was like... I didn't come for wire sticks. And then as soon as I saw this game footage, I was like, this, and this is in my notes here, looks too good. And of course, it was then revealed, yeah, all this stuff is actually CGI and it isn't actually in-game. And if you remember, that's what happened to Madden in 06 at E3. Everybody want Madden 07. And Madden 07 was shit. So, unless we see real, actual in-game stuff, hold up on getting any anything from EA. Apart from Battlefield. But, well, then again, well, no, because Battlefield, we actually saw gameplay of sorts, I think, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Buy Battlefield, all the rest from EA. 
nothing. Uh, they talk about how they're going to be focusing on new games and franchises, then bring up Forza 5, apparently running on console. If it is running on console, it looked very impressive visually. Then again, it kind of looked like the Gran Turismo 5 video from three years ago. And the, and the GG5 that we know doesn't look anything like that. Obviously, it's a step, obviously it's a step up in the consoles and whatever. Uh, then we had Remedy and this Quantum Break thing. Which I don't want to keep calling Quantum Leap, but that's what, that's what comes to my mind the first time, because it does look very weird. It's, it went like live action with this random kid touching the woman's ear, then cuts to a ship smashing through a bridge and then the kids in the car and then it's like time is the fire in which we burn I so, say uh, I, I'm sorry to cut you off I will say that coming from the creators of Alan Wake I'm very interested oh swerve I might as well mention this now while people are still here if you haven't played Alan Wake uh, it's available as a humble bundle yes it's on PC Name your price. There's going to be exclusive stuff that even if you've got the games before, you would never have got because it's done exclusively for the stuff. Including, I think, a video basically explaining why they aren't doing Alan Wake 2. Yet. Which, it, it's fair. You know, with other people, it's like we just ignore it. This, oh, was it Sam? Sam Ward, is it? I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. But um, he actually did a five-minute video basically explaining it's been a cult hit, but because it didn't make money straight off, nobody wants to really invest in it. So we're going to have to do something with a new IP, which is this Quantum Break thing. And obviously, if that's a success, maybe then they can go down the angle of uh, Alan Wake 2. And then the worrying thing is they did a rip-off of uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene. Which made me think, okay, so it's going to come back again in a few years' time and be absolutely shit and not as good as the original. Crystal Skulls. Uh, then they keep focusing on the Xbox exclusive stuff. There's going to be 15 exclusive games in the first 12 months of its release, eight of which are going to be brand new IPs. So that probably means there's going to be Gears, Halo, um, Trying to think of the other five. Fable. Various other stuff. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let's go through this. Hang on, Mac in chat saying was Amer American Nightmare wasn't it was it wasn't it wasn't a sequel. It was, it was, a, it was an expansion. Yeah, it was an spin off slash expansion kind of thing. It was Alan Wake, but Okay. So how how many exclusives? They said 15 exclusives in the first year, eight of which are going to be brand new. So obviously seven are going to be probably already existing ones. Okay, so, so let's go through Halo, this. Gears, and Fable are definitely three of them, probably. Okay. Forza. Okay, that's four. Um, you said Fable. So Halo, you said Halo. Um, I think the one with uh, that we're going to talk about in the second segment the special rare is going to be another one. Uh -huh. So that's five. Uh -huh. So what other exclusives do we have on the Xbox only? Um, could we Blink's possibly... the time sweep. 
What? Blink's the Time Sweeper. I have no clue what that is. That's original Xbox, though, so it probably isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me pull out the, the book. Um, no, no. Um, I See, I was thinking about that. Yeah, there's going to be a Connect one. No, Dan Central's one. There you go. Dan Central, Dan Central yes. will be one. And then uh, I will go from there because we're already probably boring people in the chat or something. Eh. I don't know. Right, go ahead. So now we're focusing on TV. And this is something that, um, because I do watch uh, Michael Pactor's Pack Attack, because some of the stuff that he says are interesting things. One of the things he said before the press conference happened is for Xbox's reveal, there would be a woman on stage. And it's something that I didn't notice, really, until he pointed it out. The entire two-hour Sony thing was just presented by men. There was no women whatsoever. So they're sexist. Yeah. That probably means you're going to have a, quite a few women to make up for it on E3. Possibly. Probably. Especially if Jade Raymond is going to be shown with Assassin's Creed 4. But then that will probably be uh, Ubisoft's thing. But we'll get to that probably next week. So this woman turns up and says about how they want the TV to be immersive, personalized, and social. And then they start talking about Halo. Which then started making me think, okay, is this the, is this the Halo movie? Is this, is this the thing that's been rumored for years? Is, is Peter Jackson going to get his stuff? So then Bonnie, from Free, the Bonnie, the head of 343, comes out. Yeah, another woman. Hold on. Apparently, Hold on. apparently women only play Halo or something. Hold on. Nate, why are you asking if is it newsworthy? What are you talking about? We're if giving you the about- package. We're giving you the whole package because the whole idea that they were pushing down your throat is it's going to be a TV. Especially considering Netflix, Love Film, all those kind of subscription things, Amazon Video, their TV. Practically. And that's what it seems to be that they're teasing here because they announced we're going to be doing a live action Halo TV series, which Spielberg is going to be on with, probably exec producing, and could be doing the uh, pilot. Oh, women. Is that newsworthy? Yes, it is. Yes. It is a very major thing because it is being the video game uh, world is actually being called a very sexist stage because of the fact that women are not in the in doing things like this anymore. So they're actually uh, a lot of companies are coming out and saying that uh, major companies like Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony are sexist. So well, yes, Nintendo, is, had, Nintendo had the woman, didn't they, for quite a few years, and then she left. To do something else. Yeah, so that that's why this is newsworthy. So Yeah. But the the Nive Action Halo T V series, which is gonna be a Spielberg project, looks to be based on the success of how Forward Until Dawn did on Machinima. By the looks of it, it's gonna be an Xbox exclusive. So in essence, it's going to be only you know how like House of Cards is a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arrested Development is Netflix. Yeah, and what's what's the one that Amazon had? They had well, they had a few. So Amazon's had a few TV series of their own, but uh, 
basically, by the looks of it, Xbox is going to have its own style of Netflix, and Halo's going to be part of it. Uh, Nate, you will care when lawsuits start getting out and people start losing money. You will care. But, I digress. No one cares that play games is my point. Well... You see, I'm I'm interested. I I personally want it to get it as a gaming thing, but the fact why you have it as a as a feature for just general entertainment stuff makes sense. I mean, as somebody pointed out, I don't know if it was in the chat room or on something else where I saw it. The reason why the DVD was such a success is because it was on a PS2. And people could use their PS2 to watch DVDs. And everything. But, uh... I think Nate's confused. Then we had this weird thing with Xbox partnering with the NFL. Which basically, because they've already got a partnership with the NHL, I thought, because it's... NFL. the N- yeah, the NFL, sorry. The NFL thing's already, like, the Game Pass you can already do on a 360 anyway, I think. I thought. Basically, all it looks to be is fantasy team stuff is going to be added in. Which, yes, is a nice fact, but what I want to see is if you don't want to get into fantasy, I'm thinking the Xbox display for it should be like an ESPN Game Center. So, like, at the ticker tape at the bottom, you're going to see live scores as they're changing or whatever. And the the bit, the big plays that happen in games that affect your, you know, league or your division or whatever will appear, you know, in the side and you can bring it up by choosing it. By the way, apparently the whole deal with NFL and Xbox is rumored to be worth $5.5 million dollars. So, okay. there you go. Not much. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, that'll be... Then they talked about how the console will launch later this year, which is obviously code for 2015. No, just kidding. It's, they clearly don't know when. They will know in... If they don't know in 14 days, they're going to look like... Um, What's it called? They're going to look like Nintendo. Because when Nintendo at E3 just said, Wolf, tell you soon, kind of left, you know, they didn't even reveal the pricing until a month before. And with that, it's basically a case of how, how you wait. So then they talk about Call of Duty, and I think it possibly expired this year, but it looks to have been re-signed, the deal that all the Call of Duty DLC will be timed exclusive on Xbox One. Then, obviously, the stuff with the dog. They really focus a lot on the new engine, which is understandable because it's a new console. You can do a new engine. So I didn't really get that. But then the, this is why I brought up Spec Ops The Line earlier, uh, Sean. Multiplayer will now feature dynamic maps. And see, I like that. Because Which is a feature that was in Spec Ops because you could blur because it was obviously Spec Ops was set in the desert. You could blast out these concrete walls which had sand behind them, and basically, if anybody was in, if anybody was camping in that area, let's say, 
by destroying the wall, you could cover it in sand and kill them, and then obviously that changes the terrain a bit. And this kind of thing, and also Tomb Raider had like the fog, didn't they? Like the sandstorm. I didn't play Tomb Raider online. I didn't care. It had like basically what it was: the sandstorm happened, so the good people, the good, the goodies could see the baddies through the sandstorm, but the the vision of the bad, the baddies team was obscured. Um, I know that some of the stuff they showed off was uh, blowing up a log, a log trap, which actually um, caused the logs to come down, uh, stuff like that. And I mean, that's the destructible environments has been in uh, Battlefield. So I'm interested to see how it comes into play in Call of Duty Ghost. Then they also mentioned about how you're going to be able to customize your character. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice feature because then it will actually look like you're on the battlefield getting murdered multiple times over and over again. Well, At least if that that's that's my... my <laughs> that's Well, no, because I'm trying to remember. The only two games of COD I've played on of sorts of online, Eurogamer, I got an a equal kill-death ratio on the first one, and the other one I just chose the wrong weapon class and didn't know how to fucking change it, so I was stupid. <laughs> well, that's not what they meant by customization. They meant customization as in your camo sets that you're actually wearing, your the, the mask that you're wearing, the helmets you're wearing, uh, the entire suit that you're wearing, stuff like that. I mean, they're not talking oh, about... I thought we were talking about actual, like, face stuff. Uh, as far as I can tell, there was nothing like that, but there may be. I'm not sure. And apparently you just came online. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Only on my laptop, though. Only on my laptop, not on my desktop. You've been um, hearing me from beyond some sort of weird parallel dimension there. There you go. Well, holy, well, remember, holy shows, conspiracy theories coming true, people. Well, remember, time is wibbly-wobbly. So, I mean... Um, but, at, yeah, as far as the whole customization, it was all about the, the stuff you wear, stuff like that. Yeah. So with that, that was the press. That's all. I, I mentioned some of the things that happened outside the press conference, but given the time, I think is we will take a break and then we'll come with all the stuff that got revealed drip by drip over the last three days since the press conference happened. Well, let's hold on there. Uh, okay. Let's go through... I don't want to do that because that's going to make the second segment really long. It's going to seem really fast. This one's already really long. I know it is. Um, oh, it's a thing. Okay, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Um, we'll be back in a minute, and we'll definitely uh, finish up what we were talking about. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com 
Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling-online.com. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockSandlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey everybody, the Bronx Father here. Are you an Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a place where you can talk about TNA Wrestling? and give your opinion on the product, then you have to tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain, where I break down this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, talk some TNA news, and of course take your phone calls and emails over at TNA Chat Live at snsradionetwork.com. So join us every Thursday and cross the line right here on the SNS Radio Network. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? 
Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. to finish what we started pretty much with the Xbox One coverage. Uh, we're finishing definitely the fight. To, yeah, we're finishing the fight. Uh, <laughs> fight for me to stay awake is getting pretty hard. Um, so we're going to finish what we're talking about. We do. We are going to change up and talk a little bit stories of gaming a little bit more. Um, we're going to try to get to it where we can take phone calls before midnight. Hopefully I can push Ashley a little bit faster. We will see. Um, but let's go ahead and get back into the Xbox uh, One stuff. So go ahead, Ashley. So stuff that got revealed basically after the press conference from it. The problem is all this is with interviews with reps from Microsoft who apparently don't know what the other's saying. So you get about 15 different responses, which is bloody annoying. Uh, there's going to be no power brick. It's going to be solely powered by the plug-in, and then the the actual internal power is actually going to be inside the console. So no no overheating brick or whatever, which is going to make it even more power hungry. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, uh, depending on how much uh, power the system takes, I mean, most consoles that do have power bricks aren't. They're, I mean, they're, they're taking up a lot of power, but those that don't have power bricks are actually not that power hungry. So, yeah, uh, the backwards compatibility we've talked about. The uh, then pretty much as soon as the presentation was over, nearly every single game company that you could think of was basically saying, "Our new game is also going to be on next year." So, Destiny, uh, Thief. The new game from the Black Tusk studio, Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed 4, uh, Watch Dogs, any other ones I can't remember, but basically a lot over that. The achievements will be ported over from your Xbox 360 account to your Xbox One. My thing is, though, is this going to be like a Wii to Wii U thing in which you won't be able to actually play on your 360 anymore once you've transferred the account. And see, that's the curious thing because I was actually, I'm trying to figure out which 
on what console I'm going to buy the games from. I mean, am I going to buy my Watch Dogs for my 360 or am I going to buy for the, the Xbox One? I mean, I've got to figure out what I'm going to buy the, for, for the consoles, pretty much. As you previously mentioned, all games will need mandatory installation on the console. But there, if you want to actually do it on multiple accounts, there will be some sort of fee. If you go out to somebody's ho- uh, somebody else's Xbox One at their house and sign into your account, you will be able to play that game. If that other person wants to play it, they're going to have to pay so much. They haven't specified what yet, and there's been no details about it, but... As lo- if it's a small amount, I'm happy with it. If it's the if it's what some some people are rumoring, you have to basically buy the game yourself. I think the whole idea of pre-owned and backwards compatibility is stupid. Case in point, what kind of got revealed today is that publishers will be receiving a cut of all pre-owned sales. Because the way it will work is you'll trade in watchdogs, let's say. Mm-hmm. And due to the way it's going to work out, you're probably going to get an equivalent lower value trade in price than you would for the 360 uh, equivalent stuff. So, so something like... If like if you traded it in day one, I'm guessing you could probably get forty dollars for Watchdog on uh, three sixty, let's say, but it'd be like thirty two or thirty five if it was on the next gen because then the issue is from from there when games are sold to the retailers to go on pre owned, you don't have that game anymore. You will lose all rights to it. It'll automatically be taken off your console. My issue with that is, what if you wanted to go back again, you know, down the line? Would your original saves and everything still be somewhere stored on your console? So you could pick it up again six months down the line, let's say, if it's on a budget release. Again, it's not specified what happened there, so we'll have to see. But... Then, with if you want to buy a pre-owned game, prices are going to be higher than they would be at Xbox 360 equivalent because I think 10% roughly of the money is going to go to the actual publishers, which I don't have a problem with, actually. My only problem is it's going to lead to an increase in pre-owned prices and not the actual retailer's taking the hit but obviously the retailers are in a dodgy position because it's with this pre-owned stuff it kind of is sort of uh, it acts as a deterrent it could act as a possible deterrent should I say to a pre-owned market being strong which to me is a bit of an issue because I know they say 70% of all the stuff is new games, somewhere like GameStop or Game, but they do quite a lot of good, I'd say the retailers anyway, will probably do good business on their trade-in stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the thing there. Because th- there was a report yesterday that said there's going to be no fee for used games. 
because I think what it is now is the the rumored fee that you'd have to pay for used games will actually be included in the actual purchase of the full thing pre-owned, and it's the retailers that actually pay it for you, of sorts. Which still we need more clarification on this in actual like black and white writing on a screen or on a piece of paper to actually explain what the hell is going on here. But at the same time, we're also waiting to see what Sony says because we're not completely sure if they're going to do the same thing or not. They've come out and said one thing. Yes. But then what if, I mean, there's a possibility that they could change their mind completely and change the entire thing. That's the thing. If PS4 has always been planned to have pre-owned in exactly the same way that PS3's had it, kind of thing, arguably PS4 has got a big advantage there. Because the whole idea of your game saves not being removed in in that situation... You know, the pre-owned market for Xbox One will be less strong than it would be for PS4, which could play into Sony's hands. Mm-hmm. So, but again, we'll probably know more about that. But what I will say is, if if you're talking about this in a boxing match, if PS4 does have the pre-owned thing properly as it is with the PS3 it's probably just hit Xbox 360 with a haymaker. Potentially. That's, yeah. that's again, my opinion, but I can. that's the way how I look at it anyway. Uh, yeah, the ex- external hard drives, as I say, I, not removable from the console, that does make sense, but also then gives you the issue of if a new model comes out, you aren't going to be able to remove or uh, switch the hard drives over, kind of. Because could you switch hard drive sizes on the side of the 360s or not? On the 360s, you can, but, I mean, it's it's weird. No, but it's not like they actually brought out a, originally, a 60 gigabyte hard drive and an 80 gigabyte, and you could switch between the two. Uh, eh, I'm not entirely sure. I never tested that out. Uh, They also have announced that the the game that was teased at A3 2010 and was at E3 2011 as Rise for Kinect is going to be Xbox One and Kinect One exclusive and will probably be a launch title. Which we have been promised to see more of that at E3. So there's one of your IP exclusives out of the uh, the eight that we mentioned in the first segment. Uh, the cable itself will physically actually fit into the console for the TV stuff. But then, of course, the issue is it's going to be an HDMI out port where you can plug it in. Which... I want to bring this up. This is something I meant to bring up before. HDMI on um, on the Xbox One. There is no RCA, analog, component, whatever. There is none. 
is HDMI only. On the PS4, however, there is the analog stuff, the component, the RCA. This came up as a conversation today. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, this came up as a big conversation today because we had some patron, cu- customers asking about it. And me and my store manager had a bit of a dis- discussion with them about it. Um, with all the TVs coming out these days, all HDMI pretty much, why continue support for analog when HDMI is the step above, is the next step in the entire? Who's still playing with analog? That's the problem we're looking at. Sony is living in the past a little bit still with the analog stuff because I don't know many people, and if they do have if they do have the RCA analog stuff, if they they're still going with those, then I don't know why. When you can go buy a 20 inch HDMI 1080p TV for about 100 bucks, 200 bucks. So I think Sony is living in the past a little bit with that whole RCA analog thing. And I believe Microsoft has figured out that the whole HDMI thing, it's the future. Are we going too far into the future, though? Because this is the thing that I realized. If you've got HDMI in and HDMI out, so technically, you could possibly put a PS4 into an Xbox. Probably. Or an Xbox One into an Xbox One into an Xbox One into an Xbox One. Join all four together, it creates a portal of hell, and Peter Molyneux's Milo comes out and going, I am alive! We're not Daisy Chaining here. (laughs) Oh, come on. That's what the whole idea is. No, keep going. Uh, there's going to be no indie arcade. Basically, the indie... From what they were saying, is gonna, they're going to put the indie stuff into the uh, main stuff to make people find... It. It's going to be easier for to people find it that way. Which I find a bit odd, considering how when you probably get to G, you'll just have Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, then tucked away right at the bottom, Gradius. Or let's say something like that. I don't think, at least with the indie arcade where it was, there was a separate area where if you did want to find indie stuff, you could find it easily. With the, If it's all being collated into one, it's going to be a lot harder to find through to find the stuff you're looking for than it would be to find it in smaller piles. It's like my DVD collection right in front of me. I don't know what's in it. If it was slightly sorted better, I probably would be able to know, okay, that's in that pile, that's in the other pile. But this really, is you just... Don't a, sort your stuff? Uh, well, come on, I've got about 4,000 DVDs. 700 I mean, PS2. Still, I have mine set by genre. I have DVDs in every single room of the house. I have that many DVDs. Sounds like that's a good buddy. That's the issue. Okay, I'm not paying so going. much per month for Netflix. Uh, then also... Da, da, da. I think that's it. Yeah, I've already talked about the vibrating triggers and the Xbox button. Oh, something also I forgot to mention about the controller. There's going to be no bulky battery pack. 
it's going to be flush in the controller, which is always good. So it's actually not, there's not going to be a weird lot. Although there was like a socket on the bottom, which looked to be kind of like a SD port or an HDMI cable, which isn't the charging one, because there's one at the top for that. So that makes me think, is that the equivalent of where you could put the keyboard peripheral, except it won't be a keyboard peripheral this time, it'll be something else. Uh, <sighs> some things that also came out today it, that are probably going to be saved till E3 is apparently the Xbox Connect may talk back to you. Which would be a little creepy. Uh, there is the possibility of perhaps doing remote play that you might get to see revealed in a couple of weeks. And then also, apparently, they're trying to put a patent in for television achievements. So for sitting through, like, let's say, season three of Game of Thrones, you'll get an achievement. Uh, for watching a Nicki Minaj video, you get a 15 million gamer score, and it's like, oh my god, you actually sat through one. I think the... Something like that. But yeah, t apparently TV achievements are going to be possibly a feature if they can incorporate it in. I think the remote play I saw was actually with Skype. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, remote play was actually uh, the ability, just like we um, we have the ability to share, or we have the ability to allow somebody to take over our computers through Skype. Somebody has the ability to do that on the console also. Kind of like how people can s switch in on the PS4 like they showed to help you get through a tough section, possibly. Yes, just like that. So it's going to be just like that. Which I still think is a pretty cool thing. Even when Sony showed it off, I thought it was cool. The the reception for TV achievements is, seems to be very popular in the chat. <laughs> Depends on who it is. Oh wait, I just minimized everything. Of course. Oh wait, shifty. Never mind. <laughs> you 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 watch your first porn video on the adult channel. You get an avatar item. <laughs> So, with that, I mean, let's take a look right quick while Ashley tries to compose himself. Um, we possibly did see, as Ashley did say, the crack, uh, Crackdown 3 image on the homepage for the Xbox One reveal. In the bottom left corner, there was an agility. The, uh, what was it? The Crackdown agility orb was seen in the bottom left corner. It could have been from years that's what it was, Crackdown. Because Crackdown is a Xbox exclusive, I think. Yeah, it could be. So there's another one. Um, I'm looking at the <laughs> apparently the CPU for the Wii U is called Espresso. Never knew that. I'm just looking at the the specs to see what there's something I need to bring up or not, and it looks like Ashley did bring up a lot of it. Um, I don't know if you mentioned, but Xbox Live is going to stay the same. It's going to basically continue right over. If you have Xbox Live time saved up, you can use you will be able to use it. 
Um, list of confirmed games. We've already gone through this. <sighs> list of unconfirmed games. Looks very interesting. Sorry about that. Um, let's jump into news for the week. I'm going to keep looking at this. Um, go ahead and go with your news for the week, Ashley. Okay. Uh, right at the start of the week, you had an Arkham Origins five-minute long uh, trailer shown, showcasing uh, Deathstroke and all the, three of the eight, certainly, people that are out to get Batman. Uh, they've announced also at the, right at the end of it that as of DLC pre-order, Deathstroke will be a playable character. So I'm guessing this could be similar to the the Catwoman kind of stuff that you had in Arkham City. Or I'm not sure whether it will actually be Deathstroke in multiplayer, because there has been rumours that some sort of multiplayer will feature in Arkham Origins. They also announced uh, a few of the voicing. Uh, Roger Craig Smith, who was Ezio in the Assassin's Creed series, he will be voicing the new young Batman. Uh, Booker DeWitt, or Troy Baker, as he's known uh, in our world, or whatever. One, is, hold on, hold on. He is becoming one of my favorite uh, voice actors right now. Uh, he is completely destroying how I feel about Nolan North. Nolan North is one of the, one of the best... Um, video game voice actors, but Troy Baker is completely destroying him, in my opinion. Uh, just the stuff he is doing alone makes me enjoy that much more. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's... And then also... And sorry, I was... See, I was tra- I'm trying to work out how this goes. Kevin Conroy apparently is in the game as old Batman, as he recollects on what happened in the past. My only thing is I'm not sure because some of the tweets that he was implying that he was also doing something else with Batman. And it could be. I mean, does we don't that know. Mean, does that mean it could feature like flashback DLC? You know, with him in his current old state? Possibly. Or maybe they do it like... um. Um, the the, the one that like just Solid came out. Snake. He'll go to no. he'll go to dimensional and whatever, and then wake up. Is like oh no the uh, the Batman DVD, the Batman movie that just came out. Oh, Dark Knight Returns. No. Oh, Returns? the movie. Yeah, Returns. Yes, that's it. I'm sorry. We're talking uh, the animated thing or the thing yes. with Bay. Animated. Returns. Uh, <laughs> um. Yes. Returns. Maybe they're going to do something like that. So, I don't know. Uh, GTA V has got some special editions. I can only go by with the UK stuff here, because that's all that I've seen. But there's going to be a special edition, which is going to have a steelbook case, a blueprint map, which could possibly hint at some of the key heist areas where you could go, for uh, the heist you can do as well as bonus DLC, which will feature stuff like uh, deals on weapons and free weapons available ammunitions, uh, a 25% boost to your special bar, which basically is each of the three characters' main talents. So 
Trevor basically kind of becomes invincible for so much because he goes crazy because that's the character he is. Franklin, because he's the good shooter, he will uh, get f- more focused with his amp, you know, his ammo. So, or, or with his gunplay, should I say? So, let's say if you're doing sniping, using the special will probably still your like how in Hitman you can stop yourself from breathing so hard so you don't have a rocky, you know, vision or whatever. And then for Mike, is it Michael? Third guy? Yes. Yeah, he's because he's the better driver of the three. I'm not sure if I've got these right, but because he's the better driver, he'll be more focused on driving and it'll give his stats a boost there. Um, It'll also have... You also get deals at shops other than ammunition, such as special clothing, threads, and whatever. And, uh, yeah, all that. There you go. Um, basically, the U.S. stuff, I believe, is about the same. Uh, the Quetco Steelbook with exclusive art- artwork, the blueprint map, special, bo- uh, special ability boost, stunt plane trials, bonus outfits, tattoos, um, special deals from shopkeepers, additional weapons, um, if you get the special edition, the, special the collector's, collector's, the collector's, collector's edition, edition, yeah, um, you get a Grand Theft Auto Five security deposit bag with the logo key. You get a Grand Theft Auto Five New Era 950 snapback cap, uh, custom characters for Grand Theft Auto Online, and unique vehicles and garage property. So yeah, Cla- classic skins as well, and the, the picture does reference Nico Bellic. So whether it's just GTA 4 stuff or whether they might go and let you be Tommy Vassetti skin style or CJ, it'll be interesting to see. Also, with, one more thing. With, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, with, well, with, the ve- with the vehicles, it's two vehicles in story mode, one which is a car and one which is a bike. Then an electric car is available for your online stuff and all pre-orders, no matter which one you get, You'll be able to take the blimp for a ride. That's right. That's what I was about to say. You get the blimp. You get the atomic blimp. Which cue everybody being Homer Simpson and going, "Hey there, blimpy boy." Which straight up brings in the fact that air air travel is back in the game. I mean, they've shown it before. You already said that stunt planes. Well, I know, but I mean, completely showing off. Some planes is completely different, but a blimp shows off the fact that you can just jump into any plane and take off pretty much. So we have. This is how you get to the blimp. Uh, who knows? Can you hide? Can you jump from a plane like with a parachute, kind of dead, uh, just cause two style, and then just get into the blimp? It's Grand Theft Auto, probably. <laughs> Speaking of pre-orders, one of the craziest pre-orders... Apparently it set a Guinness World Record for the most expensive pre-order ever for Codemasters Grid 2, which is coming out next week. It's UK only, and there's only one available. You can tell how exclusive this is. What it is, you get a PS3, you get a copy of the game, you get DLC and bonus content for the thing immediately, you get a custom helmet, you get a custom uh, race suit, 
and you also get an actual race car. I don't know if it's road legal or not. It is. It is. It's a road legal race car, pretty much. All for the easy little sum. All for the measly little sum of about $190,000. What was that at? Yeah, it's um, it is a road legal. Uh, I've got the information here. Um, a Bach Mono performance car, which features a special grid to paint job. Uh, it is ro- road legal. It is a supercar. So yeah. The intriguing thing about it as well, though, if you want the real thing, it you know if you because there's like a waiting list. The waiting list is about. A year. If you get it in this game bundle, you only wait six months. So kind of you jump slightly further ahead in the queue. I bet you I know who's going to buy it. Richard Ooh. Branson. No, I, <laughs> I just want somebody to buy it so they actually pull up, pull up to the Eurogamer Expo in the car and it's like, yeah, I got this. Then, of course, everybody will try and nick it. Security, huge. Then again, they had an F1. Well, no, because they did have an F1 car, but it didn't have an engine in it. Inside. But uh, uh, Square Enix have said they will be doing uh, a broadcaster. Uh, uh, not a broadcaster. They will be doing special broadcasts on their YouTube channel during E3, showcasing off their stuff. So, probably for them, most likely Final Fantasy, like fourteen and fifteen stuff. I don't know what else they've got coming up. To be honest, Square Enix that we know about. Nothing because nobody cares about them anymore. Well, I would say I care because of Hitman and Tomb Raider. Go ahead. Also, one on. of the screen, also one of the Square Enix guys was clever enough to uh, jump to Amazon. <laughs> yep. You know, because perhaps then he might be able to uh, give Amazon some insights into release dates of pers- of games possibly coming up in the near future. Speaking of, wow. that's another story which I've purposely waited for until last, because I know who probably is listening to this. (laughs) Amazon Germany has apparently put up on his website that there's some game coming out called Mirror's Edge 2, which we kind of were expecting, because DICE said they were doing some stuff outside of uh, Battlefield and... Uh, yeah, the Need for Speed engine is DICE, isn't it? Because it's Frostbite. Mm-hmm. So outside of that, so I could sense they were doing something. I know Shifty as well said on Facebook, what about Beyond Good and Evil 2? I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but Ubisoft had said there are two or three games which we aren't going to reveal until you see them at E3. One of which I think, even though we've already seen a teaser trailer for it, is the reworked, remodeled Beyond Good and Evil 2, which will probably be exclusively for next year. Possibly. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. 
I really wouldn't. I mean, that'd, that'd be a very interesting thing to see. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, some good stories at the most. We are running under time, which is a good thing. Um, so, go. we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines. Um, tell them how they can call in. You can call now into 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. Or you can call via Skype. Just add the user Sunday Night Showdown to your list and uh, hope to get you on and talk about... If you want to talk about wrestling or entertainment, you can, but I guess we're going to focus mainly on games. Or if you're ready to bash me completely for my, my opinion all throughout the entire week that I have played in, you are more than welcome to call in. Or if L-Train wants to call in and talk about Mirror's Edge 2, he's more than welcome to. For, for half an hour. <laughs> no, we're not calling half an hour with that. Uh, probably ten, five, ten minutes at the most with that. Because um, I'm definitely not going that. I'm looking over some quick things. I thought I had some stories, but I guess I don't. I think I gave everything to you, pretty much. Um... Uh, apparently, Microsoft's been cleared of the Motorola patent violation claim. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost has Connect voice commands on Xbox One. Here we go. This is what I was looking at. Fight Night franchise has been placed on hold as EA Canada focuses on UFC. Uh, there was rumors of a new Fight Night coming out, pretty much. Uh, they were trying to come out with something new. And then they decided, you know what, with the UFC, we're going to stop. So they stopped uh, stopped working on it to allow the fa- allow them to do UFC. Uh, if yeah, you have pulled the MMA thing pretty quickly, and Fight Night got pulled relatively quick as well off online and everything, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Steam, Defiance is free to play until Monday. It's also twenty five percent off if you decide to buy it. If you have been thinking, is that the same? Yes, Chivalry is uh, also free to play. So if you've ever if you've been considering playing Defiance, go ahead and go pick it, go get it, go download it. Uh, it is a very large download. Uh, it took me about uh, two hours. So if you've been considering, it, go ahead and go pick it up. Uh, I haven't had a chance to sit down and play it yet. I'll probably play a little bit after uh, we finish the show because I do know I am planning on. Um, Playing some, calm down, Ashley. Calm down. I do plan on playing some XCOM tonight. I'm enjoying that. By the way, Mac Daddy, if you are listening to this and you want to challenge me to some XCOM, you just let me know. I really. <laughs> I think Brass Eyes having some problems with his keyboard again. So I mean, it's looking uh. I'm looking forward to playing some new stuff. Um, okay, y'all are just having some bad, bad <laughs> chat. Seriously. Um, I am looking forward to Civilization V, Brand New World, coming up very soon. I do have an updated list of pre-ordered games. Uh-oh. That we- if you just hold on a second. Just hold on a flipping second. Um, I do have an updated list of... Uh, games I do have pre-ordered, but we do have a phone call, as Ashley tends to want to go to too quickly, which I will hurt you I'm for later on. I'm not used to phone calls. I normally do podcasts. Yeah, I know. So you just hush. We do have a phone call. I do know who it is. And I do want to go ahead and give him the chance to talk. Go ahead. 
Hey guys, it's Mag Daddy. Two yes, weeks in a is. row. Yes, it is. <laughs> Finally, uh, I couldn't get me on here for the first few months of the show, and now you can't get rid of me. But uh, <laughs> just wanted to call in and talk about the uh, Xbox reveal, which I did not see live, which kind of took some of the excitement away from it. Um, seeing everything that was announced and then having to go back and rewatch it, you weren't nearly as excited for it as if you had been watching it live. But um, overall, I wasn't. Um, too impressed by it just because there wasn't a whole lot that I cared about that was shown. Uh, first, the name, the Xbox One. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was how confusing it's going to be on Christmas uh, when all the kids are asking for an Xbox One and the parents just assume they're talking about the original Xbox and go down to a, a local pawn shop or something and buy a really cheap one. And uh, the kid opens it up on Christmas morning and is, Really disappointed by it because I know something like that would have happened with my parents. They would have been totally thrown off by an in Xbox essence, One. In essence, they've done an iPad. Pretty much because what did they call the third iPad? Not iPad Three. It was the new iPad. Yeah. So it was like, I want an iPad for Christmas. Well, <laughs> which? Well, um, the name also it it kind of leaves them. Scrambling for their next name, you know, what are you going to call the next one? If this is the Xbox One, you can't go two because this was because it's an all-in-one system. Well, what's the next one going to be? I don't know. It just kind of seemed like they boxed themselves in the corner with the name. Well, I, I do want to put it like this: we may not have any consoles for next gen. I mean, we could be at the end of a of a gen. Uh, we could be at the end of a generation. I mean, most consoles are becoming PCs. So we could see all three companies all of a sudden jump in and do a PC of their own. Your new Xbox will be a Windows 10. Hey, you never know what they're going to do. That's why I said it. I was being completely serious on that, not joking. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know what they're going to do. Well, I don't understand why some of these, like Sony or Microsoft, well, Microsoft doesn't really make PCs, but, um, you know, make a game, a gaming, the ultimate gaming PC, and I know it would be really expensive, but let's face it, gaming PC, uh, or PC gaming, I'm sorry. Um, By the way, hold, hold, hold on, Mac, I apologize. To Brassai, go fuck yourself. Go ahead. Wow. Uh, PC gaming is becoming so much like console gaming, now you can use your controllers, um, to play the games and everything, and so, you know, and the graphics are much better on the PC than on the consoles, and once the console comes out, it's pretty much, you know, you get a few years of graphic development on it before it becomes old and gets surpassed, but um, as far as the features that they showed off during the conference, I'm not a big fan of the TV talk, just because, you know, am I going to pay $400 for a system that I can watch TV on when all I have to do is push a button on my remote to go back to my TV. If I want to watch live TV, you know, pause the game, push a button and go back and watch TV. Am I going to pay $400 just so I can do that on my Xbox? Plus how many people, plus how many people are actually watching TV? Cause I know some people have ditched their cable subscription cause they just view, they use Netflix or Amazon video or whatever instead because it saves them money and they can use that to do whatever instead. Yeah, and who's what providers are they going to allow to be able to watch on the Xbox? Is it just going to be Comcast, you know, the big 
two or three providers on the uh, market, or can you do any cable system or satellite system on it? And plus, the cable systems aren't going to like that, that you're taking away, you know, their set-top boxes for this Xbox. So I doubt that a lot of them are going to go along with that because they're not getting any money on it unless Xbox, unless Microsoft is paying them for that. It's just come, it's just come to mind why they've done this. What was the big thing about um, Apple were doing? The Apple TV. Xbox have done it first. <laughs> well, you know, Apple TV, they just sell that off of the iTunes, so um, they're getting their money directly. But uh, I just don't see how it's going to work out with the live TV unless they do, you know, have deals with ESPN like they do now. And you can just watch their stuff live like as you can now. Um, which brings me to the fantasy stuff that you were talking about earlier. Um, the problem with that is, is that a lot of people can already do that now with their, you know, if they have an iPad, they just have their stats in front of them as they're watching the game, and they have that on their uh, laps as they're watching. Plus, it, it could get annoying when you're sitting there watching a live sports game, and every five seconds something pops up notifying that, hey, this guy just scored a basket. Who yeah, needs it's a get- second screen when you can have one screen with it all on? <laughs> Let's have it cluttered up as all hell. Right at the bottom, you'll have your news feed. At the bottom, you'll, at the side, you'll have your fantasy feed. At the top, you'll have your weather. At the left, and then basically, this tiny little two-inch square in the middle is going to be your game. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the controller now, um, I, I don't really know why they changed the controller at all from the Xbox con- 360 controller, because um, even I'll admit being a more of a PS3 guy, that the Xbox controller is the better controller. Um, I don't know why they would even change it at all. And I don't like the fact that you can't use your 360 controller on the Xbox One. Mm. Um, that okay, kinda... hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me stop you here for a second. Let me stop you here for a second. The only thing they really changed on the new controller is the way the, where the Xbox button is, two middle buttons, and that's it. Well, no. The battery pack too, but no, you. Uh, what's it called? You, you rock, rockers or whatever they are. Triggers. No, you LB and you right RB. You, your bumpers. Okay. The no, bumpers wait. are wider and flatter. They don't fit as well. At least that's what the guys at IGN were saying. They don't feel as comfortable. At least at first, like the 360 did. But no controllers were comfortable in the beginning. No especially, controller. Go especially ahead. the Duke controller. <laughs> that oh, thing yeah. was uh, the Duke. <laughs> I don't know how. Any, you know, I had one when I first got the first Xbox, and I don't know how I ever played with that thing. It was massive. Yeah. So I mean, no matter what, no controller ever in the beginning has been comfortable. Even let me put it like this: when I had my PS2, I was seriously like, "How in the heck do I play this after playing the N64?" Super Nintendo, and a Nintendo for so many years. I'm like, how in the heck do I play this? And I got used to it. I don't find it comfortable still. I'd rather be playing with my 360 controller, which is a lot better in my opinion. But the Xbox One controller doesn't look to be that much different. I mean, yeah, the, the whole little bumpers and the triggers and all that may be able to change. But still, well, it's the same shape, same design. It looks like it's the same shape to hold in your hand, but the face buttons, you know, the A, B, X, and Y buttons, they looked a little bit uh, 
more elongated or, you know, like more like the original Xbox controller did where they were more of an oval shape than a round shape. Um, at least that's what it looked like from the photos that I saw. Um, I could be wrong that's on probably that. because but... they shot the thing at the angle. You can't <laughs> see it head on. From from what I can tell, it is ju- it, it's going to be like the 360 button-wise, except obviously you're going to have better connections for your inputs or whatever when pressing them. The the major significance is you, your analog sticks are going to be more accurate. Your D-pad is going to be a lot, lot better. Obviously, as you said, the, the battery pack's going. The triggers and the bumpers are slightly changing in design. And it's, it's slightly flatter, but in essence, for some people, the Xbox 360 was kind of too... For some people, like kids, if they were playing it, it was too big a controller. The, the slightly slimmed down PlayStation one was better. From the way it looks, they've kind of slimmed down the 360 one slightly. Well, you know, who cares about the kids? If they can't play, it's just better for us because they get annoying <laughs> on Call of Duty or any other game that they shouldn't be playing. Um, yeah, let's remember, THQ, killed by Disney franchises. <laughs> um. Now the most important part is um, it's going to determine what I which console I buy, and that's the games. And of course, they didn't show too many of them. But um, and I see here, I say I'm not impressed by it. But if they come back at E3 and show you know ten good games that I'm excited about, then I'll be excited for the console. But um, you know, it kills me when people say, "Oh, especially Xbox fanboys from this generation." Who say, oh, PS3 has no games, and I just scratch my head and say, what are you talking about? Because to me, it's the opposite way around. The Xbox has no games. You sat here and tried to come up with the exclusives earlier, and you came up with, what, three or four? And I can name three or four off the top of my head for the PS3. You know, you have Uncharted, God of War, um, Infamous, Resistance, Killzone. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm missing a lot now. How many people are actually playing Killzone and Resistance right now? Zero. I they're, actually logged on to multiplayer today. They're a year and a half, you know, especially Killzone's been out for um, probably closer to two years now, Killzone 3. And uh, Resistance 3, I know, was well over a year ago. It hasn't been two years yet, but um, but when Call of Duty comes out, those games do get forgotten. But um, how many people are playing Halo 3? You know, you've had um, Reach and, you've had actually, Reach and 4 come out. playing 3 still. Uh, I can go on and get numbers for those. Uh, Halo people are still 3, playing WWE PC. SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Yes, there well, are. People are still playing a lot of games. I mean, I can go on Resistance 3 and find a game right now, but it's not, not nearly... Not that the... many, though. Not uh, that many. Well, I don't know about that. I haven't done it because I'm not a big multiplayer guy, but, I mean, if I wanted to play a game, I'm sure... I mean, I've had Mod Nation Racers, and I can still find a race on that game, and... It's long been forgotten, but um, which brings me to my last point. What do you think the game prices are going to be for these new games coming out? Do you think it'll stay at $60, or do you think it'll go up? Um, well, the, I, I would uh, try to figure out my wording. Um, with the way the competitive pricing is going to be, I believe they're going to stay at $60. Uh, they may go up to 70 but I think they're going to stay at 60, 60, 65, and they'll go that way because Microsoft wants to compete with Sony. 
Sony wants to compete with Microsoft, and then they all want to compete with Wii to a certain point. I do know that Zavi over here in the UK have put a suggested retail price on pre-order of about £400, which is roughly about the same price console-wise that the 360 came out as. So I'd have thought if you're staying similar with the console prices, you might stay similar with the uh, game prices. I expect... I mean, we haven't been told anything at work. I expect 60 60 bucks. If okay. they change it, then oh well. But I mean, that's what pre-ordering's for. You actually go pre-order a game, you put money down on it, then you can pay it off as it comes up. Now, I haven't seen, I haven't done my research on this, but has GTA Five been confirmed if it's going to be on next it gen? It will or not is, be on next gen. Okay, so it's just current gen. Yes. Um, but as far as the new games coming out here in the next couple of months or so. Definitely looking forward to The Last of Us. Um, especially, I've seen a lot more stuff recently, especially on IGN and stuff like that. I might have more on that next week because I'm hopefully going to a special event, which I think the demo the demo gets activated on um, the game. The demo gets activated on the God of War thing at the next month, next Friday. I believe the demo that I'm going to be playing is a completely different demo. So what I experience will be different to what all the people that have got God of War and play the demo experience. And it's really the uh, last big exclusive uh, coming out for the PS3. I don't, I can't think of any other ones coming out this year that'll be exclusive. And I think it's fitting that you know one of the developers who really helped sell the PS3 Naughty Dog with Uncharted um, gets to send it out with their own exclusive, which looks to be Maybe their best yet. Who knows? I haven't, you know, played it, but from what I'm hearing, it looks great and um, it plays really, really tough on as far as the gameplay goes. So definitely looking forward to it. I think I'll pick it up as soon as it comes out. What um, game we talking about? I'm sorry, I dropped The Last of Us. Okay. I was just talking sorry. about how <laughs> I was just talking about how it's fitting that Naughty Dog. Um, you know, so a developer who was so influential, if I can say that, um, with the PS3 success in the beginning with Uncharted franchise, gets to have really the last big exclusive on the PS3 to send it out with The Last of Us. And it looks pretty good so far, as far as what I'm reading on IGN. And you never um, know, they might have a big first exclusive for the PS4, depending what they want to do. Because obviously, you've got a second studio in Naughty Dog, which has been doing something next-gen, but they haven't revealed what. Is it Uncharted 4? Is it something completely different? Have they somehow managed to get the Crash Bandicoot rights back and actually make a good Crash Bandicoot game for the first time in about 10 years? We'll see. No. Uh, I'm really... I'm hoping it's not Uncharted 4, just because I I think they need to wait a few more years for Uncharted 4. 3 left me kind of disappointed. It was Helen Mirren, wasn't it? (laughs) <laughs> it was just that whole story. It, like halfway through, it was solid. Then the second half, it just fell apart. Um, Blame Nolan North. <laughs> but um, and I, I enjoyed Golden Abyss on the Vita. I think more than I did three. I know it wasn't a Naughty Dog game, but I thought 
Golden Abyss was a fun game for what it was, and it was it was relatively long for being a handheld, a portable game. Um, and do you think the Vita is? I know they're trying to revive it with the PS4, but do you think it's dead? <laughs> um, for the moment, yes. Uh, for the moment, I do think it's dead. Uh, if the crossplay stuff is going to be as good as they're saying, then I think it might be pretty cool. I am going to trade mine in, however. If you're uh, going to be able to have PS4 games on a Vita. But we don't know but we don't know what games. That's the thing. Uh, they've said they've shown off one game that's going to be crossplay. That's going to be and I mean that was I don't know what the game was called, but it looked good. It did look good, but that's one game. I need more than one game for me to keep my Vita. I bought the Vita on the first day it came out, and I think I played it for the first couple months, and I haven't had a game since then that I can play. Uh, the only game that's come out that I've even wanted to play was Gravity Rush. I know it's on the uh, PS Plus for free now, but I don't even want to pay the $17 for that. Um, I um, I picked mine up pre-owned at work. I'll claim it, and I played. Uh, I bought a few games. I still have a few games. I got Mortal Kombat. I've got uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. Great games, but what keeps me sitting there playing it? Nothing. So, and of course, the major issue with the Vita is um, just for example, the launch title for Vita was what FIFA Soccer Eleven, yeah, which was released late, and yeah. FIFA Thirteen that came out a year and a half later. Was exactly the same game as FIFA 11, just with a slightly different number. <laughs> well, no, not really. I did Pretty notice. Much, well, certainly tw- 11 and 12 were exactly the same, probably yes. due to development time. Yeah, I, I do feel that those two were the same, but 11 and 13 were not the same. Well, you know, all those EA sports games are relatively the same every year, no matter what the platform is. That's why I stopped buying them. You're paying sixty dollars pretty much for a roster update at this point, um, which now we is have why a new feature where you become the player, you get pissed in the bars, you have sex with the large women or you know the elegant women or whatever. Sorry, as you know, just I don't know. What, and then you turn up to training, it's like I can't see in front of my face. And well, you know, and the connect brings up an interesting idea for. Like Madden games, can they? Will they be able to model you right there in front of your TV and create a player model from your Connect? I wonder if they can do that. If I create a player, I know they can now. Where you take a picture and submit it to their website, and they'll create a player model that way. But you can do it in two seconds with the Connect if if it's 1080p. Like they say, they'll scan you in as one of the fans. Tiger Woods actually uh, allows you to create a gamer face with the Connect. It takes your face and actually puts it into the game. And it's fairly accurate. So, hmm. uh, well, I have a Connect. I got one a year and a half ago. Um, it hasn't. I don't think it's been pulled out since I moved, which is over a year ago. It's still sitting in my closet uh, because after the first couple games you play, there's nothing else. They haven't come out with any good games since it launched. Star Wars Connect was a disappointment, but. Uh, uh, what are y'all predicting for E3 coming up as far as 
uh, what we're going to see from both companies. Are they going to reveal the prices for the consoles? I mean, will everything be on the table after E3? <laughs> see, that's the interesting thing. I know a little bit more that I can't talk about. Um, I know a little bit more that <laughs> I, I should that? Shall I answer that? Um, you're going to have to because I can't. Yeah. I can only answer one thing. E3, well, no prices, well, no dates. Other than okay. that, I can't say anything else. What I'll tell you is uh, we'll find out that they're all priced at $190,000 because they'll all come with a racing car. Uh, <laughs> they'll all come installed in the car. <laughs> oh, shit. It'll be, it'll be like the latest Rooster Teeth video where you're going to actually, somebody else will drive the car, but it actually you'll be in the driving game competing against them. Yep. Oh, yes. Immersion. Uh, that might have been one of the grossest videos I've seen. Online, the uh, throwing up in the car with the milk. Yeah. Um, you can stop right there. You can stop right there. <laughs> I don't know. I think the the short with him kissing yeah, that the one, uh, delivery that guy one was, was disturbing. That one was disturbing. <laughs> I watched it yesterday, and I, I almost had to stop it when it got to that part. But um, I'm just trying to think about stuff. Oh, okay. I know you can't say anything, Sean, but Ashley, do you think that they would be as bold um, PS3 and Xbox to uh, launch on the same day. <laughs> Just to make things interesting, I'll say yes, because that that would be. I don't think we've ever had that. Certainly, we haven't had two major game consoles release close to each other. Probably since probably since D- Dreamcast and PS2 came out. Well, I don't know. Okay, Dreamcast fell, fell off, but yeah, I don't know how they would. I mean, is that something since they're coming out so close together, you know, before the end of the year, probably? Do they co- co- uh, coordinate that, or do they talk to each other and say, "Hey, this is what we're thinking. What are you thinking?" Or do they just take a shot in the dark and hope the other one's not thinking the same thing? Well, of course, if you if you're talking about that, Xbox has got the advantage. Why? Because they have the first press conference of E3. That's true. And well, at this so point, they I- could just come along and go, "Okay, we're launching it November 18th," and then Sony goes, "Shit, that was our day, right?" We, cause I'm guessing Sony is going to have about three or four dates in line, just in case uh, Microsoft reveals its date and it clashes with it too close. I say, if you're going to be within the same month. You know, of releasing it, just do it on the same day. Let it, because you know who's going to have more money the next month than they do. Then I mean, you know, they can buy it a month later if it's already out. But I just think the craze that it would cause for both of them to release on the same day would just be awesome to watch as a fan of both. Um, but um, that's all I got for you guys tonight. I guess I'll let y'all go. Um, Sean's probably wanting to go to bed since it's after midnight there. Well, we have one more phone call. I do know that much. Um, so I okay. do want uh, L Train to give us another call back in, so that he can, so he can geek over Mirror's Edge too. Of course, um, I'm just thinking about it now. People dressed up as uh, Nathan Drake, taking on people dressed up as Master Chief. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll go ahead and jump off and let uh, L Train come on and, uh, you know. Jizz over himself with the uh, mirror edge too. <laughs> oh my lord! 
<laughs> so thank I'll you. Uh, thank you, Mac, for calling in. No problem, and I'll see if I can't do this again next week. Uh, next week we'll be back to normal uh, with everything, probably even with the time. I don't know yet. I, I'm also. thinking ten o'clock. I'm thinking ten o'clock may be the new time for an open book. I don't know yet. Yeah, oh. this is a good time. Anything before uh, eleven p.m. Eastern will be preferable. But uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Later, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for calling in. And we do have a second phone call, and I will not even worry about introducing him. He, of course, can introduce himself. So go ahead. Hey, yo, guys. Oh, praise the gaming gods, for thou hast blessed me with this random as fuck Amazon posting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You wait till next week. Tetris 4 will be announced. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure I sound perfect right now. Uh, so, uh, what's going on, guys, besides obvious uh, Microsoft talk tonight? Uh, my bed is what I'm looking at right now. Oh, I'm, you said what's up. I'm sorry. Um, I'm still up. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I got to admit, I, I miss the PlayStation 4 conference back in February because I was working at the time. And I actually was fortunate enough to, you know, just on a whim, I decided to check out the Microsoft uh, press conference, you know, hanging out in the SNS chat room. Um, you know, for me, eh, that was, that was my reaction to it. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm kind of biased because I am a, more a Sony fan and heck more a Nintendo fan, really, than Microsoft. Uh, nothing game-wise, even with the stuff that they uh, did show, but then again... You know, a lot of the franchises that are kind of solely with Microsoft, whether they're exclusive um, game franchises or multi-platform ones like, you know, Call of Duty that are like, they have like exclusive time for uh, DLC at uh, certain points after the game launches. Uh, the only thing that I did see that I actually was uh, kind of impressed with was the, uh, what looks like the new uh, Xbox uh, controller for the one. I mean... Maybe it's maybe it's the, to me it kind of resembles kind of like a a little bit of a of a PlayStation design just in terms of like the size of it and all that, but it actually doesn't look bad because I mean I have never in my in my brief time ever using an Xbox controller I have never liked that design it, it just it, it feels too bulky I prefer the DualShock shape and you know just playing around with that and all that but uh, I don't know I mean. I mean, I just heard the call with Mac, and Sean, I know you can't talk that much about whatever it is you know as far as, you know, prices and dates and all that. Do you, th do you think that, you said that Microsoft has the first conference of E3, right? I never said that. Actually, you yes. usually have the times. So what's uh, the 9.30 a.m. Pacific, apparently, is when the Xbox One is going to be. On and what I date? Think... Uh, the 10th. Monday the 10th. Okay, I need to ask for Monday the 10th off. Okay. Because then you'll have uh, pretty much straight after that, I think at 1 Pacific or midday Pacific will be EA. Then at 3 Pacific... Sorry. At 3 Pacific you'll have Ubisoft, which will probably be Watch Dogs. And then at 5 Pacific, because it's 8 Eastern, 
because it goes on the right time as Raw. So I'm getting the time off, hopefully, from doing the Raw recap because it's the big thing. Sony will have their thing. And then, actually, if you take it over, the Xbox Direct pre-recorded thing will be uh, at 7 a.m. Pacific time. So technically you're going to get all the info in one 24-hour period. Except, of course, Konami is actually going to be doing a separate video like they have done in previous years on the Thursday. But this time, they're actually not doing it at, like, uh, God knows when in the morning for American people and myself. It's actually going to be similar to Nintendo, and it's going to be, I think, 10 Pacific. So it's at about 6 o'clock uh, European European time, so roughly at the same time that uh, the Xbox was announced this week. Hmm. So, pretty much uh, with Xbox coming out first, uh, I guess this pretty much means that does it? Do you do you guys think that with with Microsoft coming out first, you know, getting the dates and the price range and all that out, does that give Sony a little bit of an advantage? Because I, I think Sean said that you know they probably got different. Uh, days they could mark off depending on when Microsoft chooses to announce theirs, but do you think that could also affect the price also? Actually, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I've heard that. Ashley, Ashley did say yeah, that. Yeah, Sean um, doesn't want to comment because he doesn't want to get fired. <laughs> well, I, I can comment on some things. I, I do want to say a few things. Um, I feel that Microsoft actually has the upper hand by going first. They can come straight out of the gate. I am sure they have people inside that are telling them things, just like Sony has people inside Microsoft telling them things. Um, I think Microsoft has the upper hand by going first. Uh, they could have taken the next day. They could have done Tuesday instead and done whatever they wanted because they would have heard everybody talk. But then they can come out on Monday morning and be like, yo, what's up? Guess what? Release date's this day. Prices are this. You can go pre-order it right now. Except for those of you in the auditorium, because you've already got one. <laughs> if they do that again, I will be pissed. I'll be really pissed. I, don't, I, I, I think because that was a new console iteration, I don't think you'll see it with the next gen. I don't think they'll have next gen models that are fully working and ready by two weeks' time. Well, I know that um, right at right when the Vita came out, um, GameStop had a Sony rep go around to different districts, the regions, and all that, and do a training with the assistant store managers. And what did all the assistant store managers get for free? A Vita. A week and a half before they came out. Oh. So. I mean, it's one of those things. They will, they will give you free stuff early, but sometimes they're going to wait. So I mean, it's just one of the things. I think the the people in the audience will get something. I think they're going to get something pretty awesome. But what I don't know I, what it is. What I'm what I'm interested in then, just thinking about it now, is could Microsoft or Sony just say it's out this weekend? I, I, you know, no. obviously it's, it's unlikely, but if they did, it would kind of trump the other one out of the water, no matter what. I no, because then I think that'll cause some big problems. Yeah. Um, if they come out and say, "Hey, by the way, we're releasing the console this month 
or this weekend or next week, people are going to be like, um, yeah, not buying it. Because that would be the stupidest decision on anybody's part. Is to come out and say, yeah, our console is being released tomorrow. No. That's a Nintendo thing. So no. So don't expect that. <laughs> well, now, speaking of Nintendo, I mean, it's looking like this year, um, you know, it's going to be a pretty uh, vicious fight for Black Friday, depending on what these Microsoft and Sony choose. Do you just think Nintendo is going to get eaten alive as far as uh, the um, console sales this year, as far as uh, the holiday season goes? Depending on what Sony announces for some of their stuff, uh, depending on if they come out and say they're going to do the same thing just like Xbox is doing with the pre-owned stuff, uh, it depends on what Sony announces. If they come out and say almost pretty much the same thing as Microsoft does, I think you'll see more Wii U sold. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, if Microsoft and Sony can come out and be competitive with pricing, can come out and be uh, competitive with everything they announce, then yeah, we'll see more consoles sold by both of those companies. And Nintendo will get left in the dust. But if they come out and try to one-up each other and forget about Nintendo, Nintendo is going to walk in and be like, hey, by the way, we're releasing these games with this bundle on this date. So you can buy this Nintendo Wii U bundle with these five games for only $300. And and people are going to be like, "Um, yeah, we're going to take that bundle. Well, we already know that they're going to be announcing a new Mario Kart for Wii U. Uh, Mario 3D, so basically, I guess the next Super Mario Galaxy equivalent, let's say. And also Super Smash will get some sort of reveal. As well as possibly Wind Waker HD and this Link to the Past thing that's on... Okay, it's 3DS, but it's still... Depending what Nintendo shows could make or break them. They need to have a strong list of games in order to even make it a feasible buy this holiday season if people already haven't got it. Because considering how it's going out of fashion, kind of thing, it's going to be probably a much lower value, which could make it a draw if it's got the right games for it. So, anything else, Soul Train? Um, I think that'll do it. Um, do uh, to Mac uh, to do is uh, bringing up um, some stuff about the Vita. Uh, if he's looking for any other games to check out, I did see something today that uh, apparently Epic Mickey Two is actually going to be coming to the Vita in June. So, um, mm-hmm. if he hasn't played that, that could be something to check out. Uh, I've still, I still haven't even beaten the first game on my Wii. So, I don't know, maybe somewhere down the line I'll pick that up. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, EA, very nice leak earlier this week. Please, please, please show something at your conference at E3. Here's the new game from DICE. It's Star Wars Battlefront 3. And then fanboys will go crazy for, for, all, the right, uh, for all different, completely different reasons. <laughs> I would I, go crazy myself, so... You really, you really got to do that to me, huh, Ashley? After I was nice enough to send you some shit on whole indie show, you really hey, got to play you, me like that. 
you, you never know, but you never know. They could do some swerve like that. You know, I was well, thinking it was a Halo. I was thinking it was going to be a Halo movie, and then it's like his Halo TV series. Wait, what? Well, that's freaking Microsoft. That's on them, man. I mean, shit. I don't want to be. I don't want to be having to worry about that. I was. Hey, remember, I got scared before when I heard, like, freaking two years ago, that Mirror's Edge Two was possibly canceled, and then when I heard that, you know, it was still in development, and they were saying that it's a too like it's a too good a franchise to just you know let fade away and. Just seeing this whole thing this past week, I'm jazzed up again, and I want I want to see something. I don't want to have to wait until E3 2014 to see something about that. No, let's get it this year. Let's see something, even if, it's, even if it's for PS4. You're waiting for Diggs Nightcrawl. If you bring up E3 2014 and Mac brings up Mass Effect 4 in chat, I don't think we're going to see anything about Mass Effect 4 this year. Next year, we'll probably will see something. So, there's that. Um, so, L-Train, thank you for calling in. All right, you guys have a good night. You too, man. Um, that's it for phone calls tonight. Uh, of course, you can catch all the live shows on the radio network. Uh, you can catch... Um, Unplugged what? next month when it uh, returns. I was about to say, what shows are live now? This is nuts. <laughs> um... Yeah, Unplugged will re-debut next month. I'm looking very forward to that. I cannot wait. Uh, I finally have a chance to say U4L for again. Uh, you can, of course, catch us every Friday. You know what? Every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm just going to go with it now. He's throwing it out there. I'm just going to go with it. We're going to see how long I can last with doing it and work at the same time. So every Friday at a uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, you can catch un- Open Book right here every Friday. Um, of course, Sunday Night Showdown every Sunday, or every pay-per-view Sunday, excuse me. Uh, what podcast can they catch, Ashley? Um, running the Roach of Krellia Mav. Could be a live show if they get all the technical snafus sorted out and whatever. Uh, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Becker and the Elite Force podcast, Midweek with Chuck W and The Weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe, and the show with myself, Sandra and Randy, the whole indie show where we talk about uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, sure, yeah. you have to listen to understand, but it's big. Okay. Uh, anything you want to say before we decide to leave the air tonight? I hope everybody has a good week, and yeah, Considering Thursday I should be getting some sort of uh, access to a demo of Last of Us, I will be reporting back on it hopefully next week. Okay. Um, well, once again, happy birthday to my co-host, Ashley. Hope he enjoys his birthday weekend. Uh, to everyone in America, enjoy your Memorial, weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, do not forget to go thank a veteran. Even if you hate the if you hate the military, don't go near one because that'll be a stupid decision on your life. Um, but do yourself a favor, do the veteran a favor, do a current service member a favor. Go thank them, thank them for their service, thank them for what they do, thank them for everything. Because without them, we wouldn't be here doing this right now. So with that. We are going to get ready to get out of here. Tonight's 
Song of the Night is Avenged Sevenfold Nightmare. So I hope you guys enjoy. We'll catch you guys next week right here on The Open Book. Peace.
fucking nightmare! I'm so wrong. 